I am Elle Penelope, author of Epic Fantasy and Paranormal Romance, and welcome to My Imaginary Friends, a look behind the scenes of an author mapping the worlds in my head and making them a reality. Hello, friends. Today is Sunday, July 3rd, 2022, and this is episode 176 of My Imaginary Friends. I'm Leslie. So this week's best thing is I found out I got a starred review in Booklist, and it was a really, really great review. Um, I will be making graphics and posting it on social media soon, and I think it releases uh, in the actual magazine in the next week or two. But the quote at the end, which really touched me, says that in the Earthsinger Chronicles, Penelope proved she was a master of epic fantasy. Here she entwines African-American folk magic with a caper, historical fiction, and romance to equally enchanting effect. And this is for The Monsters We Defy, of course, which comes out August 9th. So we're just about a month away from launch. And it just makes me feel good that it's being well-received so far. I've got two-star reviews so far, which I'm so grateful for. And I think that means it will be in libraries. So if you aren't able to buy a copy, check for it in your library and request it. I'm going to be launching the pre-order campaign soon. Um, I've got the postcards in. I've got bookmarks. And I forgot I was doing a sticker. So I have to order this. We'll have to design the sticker and then order the sticker. But uh, that will happen this week, I hope. So yeah, it's moving forward. It's going to come out sooner than I know. And so excited. My writing update. I have been working on um, Beastly Kingdom, which is the sequel to Savage City. My paranormal romance, uh, portal fantasy. Although the second book, only the first book is a portal fantasy. Once you're there, the rest of the books happen in this new world. And as far as I know, no one's going back, (laughs) knock on wood. But um, I got 8,271 words written on the book. And this is first draft, fast drafting, using dictation mostly, which has been great. So last week, I think I I said that I wanted to finish the first draft this week, which as I was saying it sounded crazy. (laughs) And it ended up not being realistic at all. But I think I can actually do it in the next week. It depends. Um, my husband is having his surgery for his broken foot this week, and it d- just depends on a lot of things that are not within my control in terms of, will I be able to write while I'm waiting at the hospital? And uh, will he have to stay overnight? Like Things like that. So lots of variables in my world that make setting a concrete goal and hitting that goal or having any chance of hitting it a little bit up in the air. Usually a fast draft, when I have a good solid outline, I just look at the next thing I'm supposed to write that day. I grid it out using the story grid method or my my sort of modified version of the story grid. And then I write. This process has been basically the same, except I don't have a really good outline. I have bullet points up until the midpoint of the book, which I haven't yet hit. And so I've been basically following those, but kind of changing things also. And I didn't have a solid idea of, I guess you'd call it the fun and games uh, section, which I think that comes from Save the Cat in terms of the outline, the beat sheet. Fun and games is the kind of the first half of Act 2, and they also call it the promise of the premise. And so I'm thinking about this book, what is the promise of the premise? Basically, I'm feeling like everything I'm writing is boring, and it is the first draft, which means that I can't be reliable about what it actually is because I'm still figuring out what it is. So I have a sort of confluence of problems happening where 
I don't feel confident in the half of an outline that I did and never finished for reasons. I don't remember the reasons, but um, that's what it is. And then I am, the scenes that I have been writing, they're progressing the character development and the plot forward, but I don't feel like they're exciting. And I'm not sure I'm raising the stakes enough. So I'm not going to go back because that's not how you do a fast draft. I'm just thinking about how to move forward with kind of every scene, pushing it a little further, not just with the character development, but with the actual um, stakes and excitement. I feel good about what I did in the first book, but, you know, this one also has a compressed time schedule. I'm feeling stressed about it, not feeling great about anything that I'm writing. And I know that these are the stages that I always go through, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel good to go through them, even though you know that every single book that's of mine that's on the shelf that people have told me they liked um, went through these stages where I felt like it was trash and it's boring and nobody will care about it and no one will like it. And that is of some comfort, but it still feels terrible when you're in the middle of that. And you have to trust that you'll get to the other side and come out with a product that you're happy with and that hopefully readers will enjoy. So yeah, each um, each step of this drafting process just seems like pulling teeth right now. But I sit down, I look at what happened before, I look at what what I do have on the outline, while there is an outline, to go by. And before I get to the second half, I will have to obviously write the rest of the outline because I can't just write into the darkness. I can't purely pants. That kind of thing just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me in terms of coming up with something that I feel good about. Like I'm fine pantsing within the outline points and discovering new things. That's part of the beauty of it. But I do need to know everything that happens in the book before I can write it. But I'm also trying to do it quickly. So the whole idea that I can finish the first draft as quickly as I want, I keep, when I'm like, oh, well, I should be able to write that number of words in this period of time. Like the physicality of, um, not even just the physicality, like the creative process of writing three, 4,000 words a day is very possible for me. However, I need to know what I'm writing. And at this stage, I don't. So I should just give myself more grace about this and allow myself the time I need to actually figure out what's happening in each scene and write the draft, which means I will go back on what I said previously about trying to finish this draft in next week. Because yeah, as I think about it, and if I'm being realistic and not crazy, uh, that, that's not going to happen with the state you know, that the outline is in and the state, um, maybe that my brain is in, I don't know. I think that there's been a lot of talk in publishing about burnout, specifically among editors and publishing professionals, but authors too, you know, this is difficult. And I've already pushed back the deadline for the Black Towns book, not necessarily because of burnout, but because I'm just needing more time these days. And so the thought is looming in my mind, do I need to push back Beastly Kingdom? And I think it's too early to say, like, when I set the pre-order all those months ago, so I set the pre-order when I published the first book because I wanted you to be able to finish book one and immediately pre-order book two. And thank you to everyone who has done that. But I've never done a pre-order before I finished the book yet. And I knew it was a risk when I did it. And so I'm fighting like hell to make that deadline. 
Now, the pre-order is for March of 2023. I think March 30th or 31st. Normally, that's plenty of time. But I'm trying to do the simultaneous audiobook release, which means I need to give a edited, proofread version of this book by the end of this year. So it's extra three months that I could have if I was just publishing the ebook. I don't necessarily have. However, I could still have that if I just said, hey, the audiobook is coming in three months after, so March, April, May, June, July, whatever. That's a possibility too. And giving myself grace means allowing those things into my mind when I really want to say, no, I'm doing this no matter what it takes. At the same time, I'm dealing with external stressors that are outside of my control and that I couldn't have predicted. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just always, it's always like a, a battle with myself, with these deadlines and with wanting to meet them and kind of my personality. Like, I like to meet deadlines. I like to do what I said I was going to do when I said I was going to do it. But that kind of thing can also run you into the ground. So I'm still trying. My goal is still to meet the deadline, of course. And I do have several months before I need to make a decision on if I won't meet the deadline. But on a brighter note, I have seen the cover for Beastly Kingdom, and it is once again glorious. I don't think I'm going to do the cover reveal until after Monsters releases. So maybe September. Maybe later, depending on... Like We'll see how the manuscript is in September. Um, but, you know, September, October, I think it's, I think October is around when I did the cover reveal last year. It's gorgeous. I love it. And so, yeah, that's making me happy also this week. Because of all of this extra stress with my husband's accident and injury and having to take on all of this extra responsibilities since, you know, he is still not as mobile as he used to be, um, after breaking his foot. I've been focusing more on my morning routine and at different points in my life, I've tried to have like a very structured morning routine. This week, I just signed up for a seven day yoga challenge with Sarah Beth Yoga, which, um, you know, she's one of the people who, the YouTubers who I usually do yoga with. Like I, I like Sarah Beth Yoga. I like yoga with Cassandra and then yoga with Bird. Those are kind of my top three choices. And I'm just usually doing 10 to 20 minutes in the morning of yoga. So I kind of wake up, I do it in the guest room of my house and uh, cast from my phone onto the TV in there and just kind of Google, okay, this morning I've got 10 minutes. So what's a 10 minute yoga or I've got 20 minutes. So there was a challenge and it was every day about 15 minutes. And I finished the challenge today. I'm very proud of myself because there were some days where I was like, ah, but it's like, it's only seven days. I can do seven days in a row of 15 minutes of yoga. I should be able to do that. And also kind of reminding myself about what I was talking about last week. I need to put my mask on first before I deal with anything else going on in my house. And, you know, that 15 minutes a day in the morning, plus another five to eight minutes of meditation really helps. And I know morning morning routines are very helpful. Um, and at least people say that. And I think I've found them to be of varying levels of help uh, in the past. But this week, it has been helping. And I think it, in times of like high stress, 
and a lot of confusion and a lot of things that I can't control. Doing that does set me up better for the day and I've, I've been feeling better. So I'm going to try to continue that. Um, I kind of, in normal times, I will either do like yoga in the morning or um, like a mobility routine. And I'll just Google, you know, not Google, I'll go on YouTube and search on YouTube, different mobility routines. And that is just, it's not, it's more stretching. Um, and it's also just recovery from working out and rock climbing and things like that. I find it really helpful. So, but also I might try to do cardio in the morning as much as I hate cardio, but I do need to be active. And because with high levels of stress, having more physical activity is really important. And I found that when I'm at my highest stress, that is when cardio is actually not evil. (laughs) It's like, I finally understand why people like this because it's like, you're just running your demons out. Although I do not run because my knees have vetoed that years ago, but the elliptical or um, the rowing machine or just like a dance routine. So if you do, once again, find some kind of dance workout for 20, 25, 30 minutes. And because I love dancing. Anyway, having some form of exercise and some form of meditation as a part of your morning routine can have really good effects. And although it can be difficult to follow and to carve out that time, especially on days when you wake up a little later than you wanted and you're kind of behind and you're like, oh, if I don't do this and I can still, you know, I can skip that and just move on to everything else. But if you don't skip it, and when I didn't skip it, I felt better and it was worth it to be a little bit behind on the rest of the morning to take that time. And so that's sort of my point. I'm going to try to continue that moving forward, some kind of exercise, some kind of meditation in the morning. As writers, we really have to monitor our health, um, our sitting, our posture, our bones and tendons and all the things that get tired and exhausted and injured from sitting at the computer typing for hours on end every day. So yeah, anything that helps with that is a good a good thing to do. So I do have another event another in-person event scheduled for Monsters um, for the, around the release date, August 25th, San Diego, Mysterious Galaxy Bookstore. If you're in the San Diego area, it's going to be in-person. And if you're not in the area, it will also be streamed virtually. So that'll be really fun. I am going to San Diego because my brother is going to be in a play. He's going to be in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream at the Old Globe Theater, which is running the month of August. I'll link to it in the show notes if you are a Shakespeare fan and would like to see that. I'm going to see it, maybe hopefully more than once while I'm out there. And so since I was going to be out there, I talked to my publicist about seeing if we could schedule something. Mysterious Galaxy is a sci-fi and fantasy bookstore. I've done virtual events for them, but I've never actually been there in person. I haven't been San Diego in many, many years. So this will be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll have links in the future, but just mark your calendars now and as soon as I up, I'll update my website calendar, but I don't think I have any actual links yet coming in the future. So my goals for the week are just to continue on these two books, drafting Beastly Kingdom, working on the revision plan for the Black Towns book. And um, I know that there's promo stuff to do for monsters. Hopefully schedule some promo, um, this social media stuff that I haven't been paying attention to the past few weeks. 
but I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to get like into a flow with this new reality of my husband currently not able to leave the first floor because <laughs> of his broken foot. And hopefully that will change soon. But while it is, you know, just sinking into all the things I have to do and trying to trying to actually schedule. Like this week, I'm, I'm planning on trying to create like a very detailed schedule plan because I haven't been using my planner a lot. I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. And that kind of thing ebbs and flows. But I think we were in a, a flow and not an ebb. So yeah, we'll see how adding a little bit more organization to my life will hopefully allow me to feel more confident about all the things I have to do and getting them done. So yeah, writing this week and um, I hope that you have a good fourth. Happy Independence Day for those of you in the US and I will talk to you next week. For episode show notes and to sign up for the footnotes newsletter and get the show notes in your inbox, go to myimaginaryfriendsshow.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and watch the video episodes on YouTube. You can email me at podcast at lpenelope.com. And I would really appreciate a rating or review to help support the show. My Imaginary Friends is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more fantastic podcasts, go to frolic.media slash podcasts.